0: hey everyone it's michael Jamman. welcome back to another episode of screenwriters need to hear this i got a very interesting guest today because he's going to tell us all about something i know very little about but i always aspired to do when i was younger this this my next guest jesse mclaren is a writer on jimmy kimmel and again, I like, yeah, man, I, I just want to know all about that. Because as a child, I was like, man, I, I, that that would have been the, the pinnacle. But I went another way. I went to sitcom writing. But, but 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 with how we met, we were, I was walking the strike line outside of Disney. And then Jesse goes, hey, man, I know you. And he pulls me over because he follows, I guess he follows me on TikTok or Instagram. And I was like, hey, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm on Kimmel. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Jesse, for being here.
1: Oh, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, I want to know all uh, about, and I asked you, I asked him, uh, you know, you, I guess I'll talk to you, uh, like how you broke in, and you're like Twitter, so tell me what that, how that all came about. Yeah, I'm
1: a, you know, like I, I've always wanted to work in late night, that's always been my end goal, and you
0: know, as I, a kid, Conan. Mean? as a child, yeah I,
1: yeah, I remember like cutting school to see Conan, I grew up in Long Island, and so and, you go uh, into the city
0: I, to see a show?
1: Yeah, I just remember like watching in between, you know, the uh, the um, segments, just watching the people behind the scenes, going like, "How do I end up working
0: here?" When I was like, you know, sixteen, maybe. Wow. Uh, and, and then I always watch work like that, yeah. And then what did you think about? Like, usually you you write a packet and you submit, right? Is that but you didn't do that? That's usually what you do. Yeah, I mean, I uh,
1: for Kimmel, they found me on Twitter. So you know, after uh, I, I started tweeting jokes and making videos on Twitter as much as I could for a period uh-huh. of time. I used to work at, a, you know, for a while I worked at um, uh, different TV shows. So I, I'm one of the, I think, many people late night who worked production jobs first.
0: I right. used to work in the field field departments and that kind of thing. Yeah, I noticed it. So you worked like on on uh, Colbert. You did a bunch of different shows, uh, right? Yeah.
1: I worked on a lot of daytime TV shows. Uh-huh kind of the, it's actually kind of a similar structure you know um as far as how the show runs but it's obviously very different content
0: right um but why didn't you I, ever start writing packets and submitting or i don't even know how that works why Why didn't you do that well i did so
1: when i, I was you know i i my first i you know landed a job that was my dream which is i worked at the colberry poor right um doing Production doing a you know the field department when he would travel to D.C. and that kind of thing and interview congressmen. Right. In a series called Be- Better Know a District. Mm-hmm. And whenever a writer job opened up there, anyone who was in the you know a PA or an AP, which I was, or anything like that, mm-hmm. they would submit a packet. um And you know, then starting like you get to know the writers, and you start hearing rumors like, oh, you know, they're starting a new show called Larry Wilmore, and right. you know, or whatever, uh, and you start submitting packets to whatever you can um, as someone who's not represented, but someone who kind of has.
0: So how do you submit even if you don't have an agent?
1: Uh, Well, back at that point, it was like, if you, you know, like you have a friend of a friend who's like submitting and they'll say, this is the email we're told to send it to by this time. And it kind of becomes this like network of just like, you know, something like if you find out about a packet, you might tell some of your other friends.
0: And and so, okay, good. On. So how did you make, how did you have friends that knew all this?
1: I think that was from working at uh, Colbert, uh, you
0: know, right. when I, was,
1: I interned there. I applied as an, uh, when I was in college, I applied to be an intern at everywhere, but I ended up at uh, MTV Networks. And, right. uh, you know, it was like my second to last semester. I was interning at Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. And uh, like in a tape room, just like just filing tapes. And I, yeah. in a. And in the orientation, I heard someone in the elevator go, oh, you know, I'm going to be at The Daily Show. And I went, wait, that that was a possibility, you know? Yeah. Uh, And in New York at that time, yeah.
0: Go ahead. No, keep going. That's just fascinating to me. Go ahead. Just The the Daily Show
1: and uh, uh, The Colbert Report were like the two shows under MTV that were actually a show that shot and you would actually be part of a production, you know? Yeah. Um, So I applied to be at The Colbert Report um, I think it helped that I already had an internship with NT Networks and I interned there. Eventually, you know, made connections there, which sometimes throughout the next few years, like if they needed a PA for the week, I would come by and that kind of thing. See, this
0: is what I'm always telling people. <clears throat> I say, get as close as you can physically to the job you want. And that's what you did, is as an intern or a PA, or whatever it is, you're just getting close, just so you could learn, be around it, hear from other people and just make those contacts that way, right? And then, yeah, yeah. And then when you were putting together packets, I mean, each show, they kind of do they kind of want different stuff? I mean, they might, they must say they do. They must say, no, Conan's voice is this. And, you know, were you studying this? Yeah. Cells?
1: I mean, every packet's way different. I mean, the, at the time, the Colbert packet, I remember, was like pretty intense. It was like you had, you had that segment, The Word. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if you're with the sure, show, but, but that it was one was pretty. It was, you know, a, a monologue to camera on one subject, and it would have all these editorial, like, voices uh, through text just kind of, like, chiming in as okay. jokes, but also. And uh, it was kind of complicated, especially if you've never written for, you know, like, it's one thing to write a page of monologue jokes, but it's another, like, write an entire one of these segments that has to, like, you know, be about a topic that needs attention and, and right. it's written in a clever way, and you know, so. But so you're basically
0: reason. coming up, but were you... Coming with any original stuff, or just like, okay, here's my version of you know of that the word, or are you are you coming with any new th- uh, bits for him to do? You know what I'm saying? Any like you know,
1: yeah, Any packet I've ever seen has always been different. Some so that show specifically, I think they really were like like focused on what they want right. for the packets. Like one of these segments we do, one of these segments we do, maybe right. you know I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was pretty much like. Um, especially because that that was show wasn't like monologue jokes. It was a character who had a very specific point of, you know, um, didn't realize
0: he was saying funny things, like right? That kind of thing. And so you turn, you hand in these packets. It's not like they have a hiring season. They just, no. if you get lucky, if they if they were hiring today, great. If not, maybe they keep you on file. Is that how it works? I guess. So. I mean, I've never gotten hired from a
1: packet, so it's like I don't. You don't, I don't know. know. Um, uh, I, I think every show completely different and I think every um you know I'm not entirely sure how we do it at Kimmel but I and I know they found me through through Twitter I know other people have written packets for them
0: but and so on Twitter I, this is yeah. amazing so you're just going out what were you doing at the time you've been on Twitter for how much for how long how many years
1: uh like a while <laughs> I, think I worked at uh
0: like so let's see Probably like eight years, I've been like actively really using it a lot. And so every morning, you well, how would like, before you get hired, by Kimball what's your what's your process for writing? You just come up, you sit down on the table, you read the newspaper, and you try to bang out ten jokes, or what do you do? Uh,
1: no, I think it's more uh, uh, quality over quantity for that kind of thing too, because you just want to. Mm-hmm. I think the thing with Twitter is it's like, you know, when a news story happens, this wave, and you kind of want to get the funniest joke in there as early as possible.
0: Um, But are you, okay, so, but are you just putting it on your feed or are you writing it under someone else's comment, like a news, some like newscaster's comment, and then you, you know, to try to get their traffic?
1: I think, no, just writing a joke about, everyone's talking about one thing, you know, if you just have the perfect thing. I'm um, uh, trying to think of a good example. It's really hard off the top of my head, but um,
0: so you just post it in your your feed, you give it a hashtag. hope someone would search for it. Hope hope one of your whatever friends who follow you retweets it and it goes viral. Yeah. That's your plan. that's your that's your plan, basically. yeah. I think every social media is a little different, but like especially Twitter, the whole
1: thing is trying and get retweets. It's, yeah,
0: that's how something and so something how very quickly it can have, you know, but then how okay, so something would occur to you. And then you'd write a couple jokes or just one or what, or as it, as it comes, you would just tweet it. And that did you have a schedule? Did you have any kind of discipline to this or you just like whatever came to you?
1: I don't think I had any discipline. No, I think with Twitter, it's like, you know, it's an, a, an addiction almost. It's just, uh-huh. you'll be out to date with your friends. You'll look down at your phone and just see like, Oh my God, I can't believe, you know, just something happened. And, um,
0: Okay, just so you're just, you're on there a lot then, basically. You're that used you know, to be on there
1: very often, yeah.
0: Really, uh, and so on yeah. an average day before you were found, like how many tweets would you send out in a day? I don't know,
1: maybe like five to ten, kind of. Okay, it's hard to tell. Yeah,
0: and then some would get. But nothing. a lot of it would also,
1: yeah, and a lot of it would also just be like at work. I also worked at BuzzFeed for a while. Um, okay, so I kind of one I in real life had uh, new people who uh you know we followed each other on social media but they had big social media following so if right. they saw something i tweeted a joke that they liked they might retweet it and that would get me right. more followers um and then it also just working there really taught me a lot about how social media works and
0: um yeah what 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 did you learn that you could share like what's your take, um, big takeaway
1: well i think i mean specifically with jokes and twitter i you know, it, one, they all change over time a little bit, but I, I think Twitter consistently, like the, if you want a lot of people to see something you made, it almost doesn't even matter how many followers you have. Uh, but if you can get something retweeted a lot, it can kind of just work like brush fire where, you know, you might have, you know, 30
0: followers, but if someone sees it and retweets it, and more people do it. It could. But are you go creating to, a 30, brand? Yeah. You know are you staying on brand when you do this or are you like, cause it's one thing like, okay, this guy tweets out funny topical jokes every day and he's not tweeting out what he ate for lunch. Like, you know what I'm saying? Do you, are you staying on brand? I'm a joke writer and that's it. I
1: don't know.
0: Uh, maybe. I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you, you don't know. You're just going with it. Whatever was work. I mean, it worked. I'm just curious how it, how it worked.
1: Yeah. I mean, to me, it was just always jokes and uh, you know, I would also, you know, make, videos are, photoshops just you know pieces of actual media that uh-huh. kind of thing but it was always the goal of you know tweeting something and seeing as many people
0: trying to get a lot of engagement with it and um, then and hopefully something funny yeah and then someone found it and then had, tell me how kimmel came about
1: i think well over time like you know I, I the more i started realizing that this could lead to a writing job more than I, you know, I used to work at the Colbert Report, I submitted packets places,
0: but that never really did anything for me. Right. Always, you know. Were you frustrated? Yeah, but, to... Were you frustrated by that? Were you upset? Or what, you know, when you weren't getting hired, what, how, what was your take on that? Yeah, it's frustrating. It's also, if I go back and read one of those packets now, I like, can't do it, you know? So it's like, at the time, oh, I thought this is like the best thing I've ever written.
1: How could they not hire me? And then interesting.
0: And really, because you've really grown. Uh, and that just comes from practice, you think, or what? Yeah, I think, you know, it's any anything that gives you actual feedback
1: is uh-huh. really important. And to me, Twitter gave me feedback. I'm really like, you know, not comfortable on stage. I don't have that drive. I don't like
0: doing right uh, performance. I asked you that uh, if you're a stand up and you're like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. Do
1: yeah, it's like I just never no interest. I like one of the few writers who doesn't want to be on camera. Uh-huh. Uh. Huh. But like Twitter, for, that's why for me specifically, it was a really good way to uh, learn how to be a better writer just because mm-hmm. you'd see what people actually find funny.
0: And especially once, you know. Okay, so then, so someone, somehow, one of your tweets, do you know which one landed on the on the desk of Jimmy Kimmel somehow?
1: I'm not sure which one. I think it might've been about my biography.
0: Oh, okay. I feel like
1: it was like some kind of like, I tweeted something, I just remember, I think like uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus, uh maybe retweeted it or something it's like sometimes you would see like oh this person retweeted your tweet you know right uh, and then i just remember like within quick succession like jimmy and a couple of his uh writers uh our producers followed me like within like
0: 15 minutes so i don't know now, if it
1: was from that tweet or if it was from you know
0: and how would you how would you know i mean you're not following your followers by the second I mean, no, I, I, if it says like when, like, I think when someone
1: verified following okay. you at that
0: point, it would be like before
1: people were verified or were like, you know,
0: and so you um, notice they people. followed you and you're like, damn, this is good. And then what happened?
1: And then, yeah, eventually uh, they reached out and just said, Hey, we, you know, we would just want to know more about you. And eventually uh-huh. that kind of turned into an
0: interview process, you know, once I, but they didn't ask you to I, submit a packet though. I didn't end up submitting a packet for them. Now they just looked at your body of work on Twitter and go, okay, this guy's funny, consistently funny, right? Yeah. I think, I think I kind of treated
1: that week as my or whatever it was as my packet where I would just consistently tweet things that I thought were in the show's voice or that they would maybe see and go, God, I wish, you know, we should have, we should have thought of that. You know, anything that I (laughs) can think that they might think that is like what I really tried
0: to do. And, um, okay. So then they hire you. Tell me what your day is like. Well, first of all, are you working in, in person or are you on Zoom or remote or now, you know? Uh
1: yeah, we're in person. Yeah.
0: You're in person. So you go to work, you show up what, ten o'clock?
1: Yeah, we start early at home and we write a
0: lot of our jokes at um at home first, which is great. <laughs> so you come in um, prepared. How many yeah, how many jokes will you have when you come into work? We will you know, we'll write anything from they'll always say it's quality over quantity, right? You know.
1: They don't want to have to sift through too many jokes just because right. you want to you know um so like i would say that anywhere from 10 to 20 is normal
0: and you feel good about it you feel good that okay these are and then but okay, it, so- it,
1: it matters which of your jokes get picked. so in the morning then you know they'll kind of i think jimmy will go through all the material and at that point you know that's that's all you care about you know you don't care about how many jokes you sent you care about how many, how many- you eventually get
0: and so, yeah. on a good day, what? How many of your jokes will get in on on into the monologue? You're talking about the monologue now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I could, uh, Someone told me when I started. Uh, I've heard this from other shows too. People say like, one is a good day, four is an amazing day. That's right. something that I've heard, like at Colbert, and I think that kind of holds up. Like, if you get, but it's more about you know, it's not just jokes. It's kind of over time. Like, if you have one joke a few days in a row maybe that's not great if you have one day that was just incredible you had a segment you wrote that did really well you'd feel right. good and the next day you don't get any jokes you, you know you just be like okay well i had a great day yesterday and
0: today i didn't get as many on What what but, do you uh, do with the jokes that don't get selected do you tweet them or are they just go in the garbage
1: I used to sometimes I would tweet them, but it's it just felt like you know you never know if a story's going to come up again in some way you don't expect. Okay, and maybe that joke was worth revisiting. It's rare you you don't want to re-pitch a joke ever. You know, I'm sure. Know no, you wanna re- no, you don't want
0: to. No, you don't want to pitch a joke again to to right. But yeah, I think you can retool it and change it enough to make it fresh.
1: Yeah, but also also at a certain point you're like, well, this already failed some kind of test to this joke, you know, because. Right. You never completely confident in a joke. You're like, well, if the show didn't want this, maybe it's not the best joke. So I've in the past, a joke didn't get on. I tweeted it, and it just fell flat. And no one cared. And I'm like, oh
0: well, must yeah, that it makes must, must not job. be funny. But so if when you come into work, let's say, all right, let's say you um, you put together ten jokes. How long would that take you to before you feel okay? Is it an hour of work? How long does it take you to do that? It's
1: like they send out, you know they'll send out topics in the morning a writer's assistant who gets up very early will send out topics and then you send your jokes and that's usually a period of about an hour and fifty minutes but we are start the top later you can start a little earlier
0: uh, you the, when you they say topics are they giving the setups of setups or they just say we' you know we want to do jokes about uh, inflation or whatever
1: yeah like here are like five eight to whatever story like five to eight stories that are good
0: whatever. okay if you have another story. So you oh think okay.
1: We like, cover that. Go ahead, but it's like a good, just kind of keeps everyone grounded. but At least we're all talking about similar things. the same things.
0: thing. You see, that's interesting because, like, I've, I've tweeted a couple of jokes just as you know when I had downtime. Well, more than a couple, but whatever. There, I I, I found if I went onto a website, I'm curious what your take is. Like going on CNN or whatever, or or Hawaii any website, New York Times, Washington Post, going on their site and reading their headline or reading the article to me was not helpful because they already had an angle whereas i just wanted to get this give me the straight line and so i would go into others they would just like the news to you know <clears throat> you know aggregators I, the straight just give me the straight line so i don't get any spin on it and then i'll come up with a spin is that how you do it or no no i think we just see the the headline and to write jokes
1: for something you have to kind of think of every angle you can to see if there's something funny so yeah i think that usually works itself out because whatever the story is you know, you're, it's more the headline and the facts of it that you're just trying to find any. Uh,
0: Do you feel you've gotten better at this uh, over the years? Is it coming? Does it get easier for you? I think it, it has gotten easier, but it's not like oh, I get this many
1: jokes on now. I think now just the process is more. I can recognize a good joke. Yes, I can. I can edit myself better now. I can right. say you know what, instead of saying sending these
0: fifteen jokes, I'm going to send these eight, and this is probably the best. You know i think that's what i've gotten better at and this is um, something that you do even when you're in a obviously when you're in a bad mood when you're not in the mood to be funny you got to be funny
1: yeah and uh it's it's but yeah I, I just i love it i love sitting down and writing uh our morning is my favorite part of the day and, right you know, it, i kind of like the way that it's our day is structured where the most high pressure part is over with as quick as possible because once that's done you kind of did as writers, at least for everyone else, the day is structured a little different, but for us, it's like you have to really be on point in the morning.
0: Then, how many monologue in. writers are there on Kimmel? Uh,
1: I think altogether we have, it's, I should know, there's probably around 15 to 20 writers in general. Wow,
0: but we are we're not some... split like
1: other shows? We're oh, not yeah, some other shows,
0: and... yeah. How do the how do other shows do it? I cut you off. Some do have monologue writers, then what else? I think, like, Fallon, I know, had a friend there who was, like, he was,
1: like, I am a monologue writer, like, I write monologue. Um, I think every show, you know, all these shows, I think every show kind of, like, figured it out for themselves. So, yeah. every show is a little bit of a different, like, universe kind of built around the same thing. But some of them are just, you know, uh, but some of them are separated where it's, like, these are the monologue writers. These people write segment uh, pitches or bits.
0: Um but but we, we kind of all do everything and so okay so tell me what it's like okay so you come to work now you're given you know i don't know whatever 10 jokes now you're in the office and and then what's next
1: uh it depends you know with the jokes you if you you also pitch any bits you could think of like something that would just have more substance and be you know uh it's very important you know
0: and that seems to be the hard part for me how, how do you come up with that you know i think that's what i was good at on twitter
1: uh is i think that's kind of what they liked about my twitter i would you know like one example i could think of that i yeah. think that they saw was um uh sarah huckabee sanders was giving uh, it was like you know when sarah huckabee sanders first started so there's a lot of attention on her and everyone's like who is this person and mm. she, i think she was talking about sinkholes under the white house do you remember that was a story it was i don't like remember the white that house, yeah it was like one of these things like at the time it was just like what the fuck is like there are sinkholes opening up under the white house there's you see like pictures of caution tape and there's uh-huh. jokes about like you know they're sinking into hell or whatever it is but she said in uh you know she was i remember what it was exactly but she was maybe saying there aren't sinkholes under the white house but whatever she was saying she's denying that this was a thing uh-huh. so i you know am able to i you <clears throat> used after effects to have her slowly sinking as she said
0: that and okay. then you know she like, like plummets through but that that's a funny bit but that would have been that would have gone in the monologue right yeah I think so so that and and that's something
1: that um but that's something I did before Kimmel but that I think maybe got their attention maybe when they said that's the kind of thing we want you know right but that's what our show would consider like a bit something that has some production to it that you could get that done by the end of the day mm-hmm. and the fact that I kind of knew I could do this myself it wouldn't look nearly as good as our team because they're professionals professionals right. but um I know that if i pitch that at the show i know like okay we can get this done by four o'clock whatever taping is today but you
0: wouldn't on the show you wouldn't have done the app you wouldn't have done the the graphics. someone else would have done it no yeah yeah, yeah so it I'll just helps to have it. the knowledge yeah it just helps to know like because so it's producible yes right people crazy yeah but do do, do bigger bits like any kind of you know do you also do like st- something that are more stagey with him or out in the field or whatever do you pitch that as well
1: yeah, I mean, those are, uh, you know, always a very specific thing, you know, it'll be like, those will be an, uh, like an assignment, it'll be, hey, by five o'clock, send some ideas for, you know, this actor wants to do something with us, and they're promoting this movie where they're right. a fighter pilot or something, and you go, okay, like, and we'll have them for two. Maybe you'll get maybe you'll get something like that. We'll have them for a couple of hours. Right. And uh so and they can't change it to costume or whatever because they're becoming right from a thing. You know, there's always like you it's all restriction. Yeah. It's all you take you take, especially in late night, it's like, what can we make the most out of out of this? And uh yeah, and then there are some times that we do we are able to do something that is time and production and people, you know, is a bigger thing, but you know, for our main day to day
0: it's always thinking about making this producible making sure right. this is something that we can get done in time right it's exactly right you never want to get them wet nothing where they have wardrobe change <laughs> you know like their hair wet but now what is the what is like the the contract cycle look like for a late night writer is it, like um, how long, yeah how long is your contracts
1: usually three years I think which i think oh, really is of yeah so
0: I, like you have an option I would assume a new writer would have an option for like 10 weeks or something no and then well I think
1: I think it's the it's that thing where you're well I'm on cycles I think about like 13 weeks okay that right from their side like they can get rid of me every 13 that's the way I always, always understood it when I worked in daytime that's how it was like you know not even as a just as like a field producer or whatever they had me on I think the same exact situation where every 13 weeks when I was at like You know, Rachel Ray, whatever the daytime TV show was, it was like every 13 weeks they might get rid of you, or you could, uh, yeah, you're out of your contract after one year,
0: two years, three years, depending on what they give you. That kind of basically pay pay payways, right? That's That's what that means.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's you renegotiate, you know, right?
0: You, yeah. Hey, it's Michael Jammin. If you like my videos and you want me to email them to you for free. Join my watch list. Every Friday, I send out my top three videos. These are for writers, actors, creative types. You can unsubscribe whenever you want. I'm not going to spam you. And it's absolutely free. Just go to michaeljammin.com slash watch list. I mean, you've been, well, you've been on staff now for what, five years on Kimmel? Let me see. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not sweating it out every 13 weeks the way someone who just started would be sweating it out. You
1: know. I don't. Th- I, I, I. Yeah. I always am just like so. Feel so lucky that I get to work in late night at all. And but I can never. And, and I'll always. If I have a bad week, I'm like I'm gonna get fired. That's just always right. the way my brain just works. That's part of the way I motivate myself, for good or bad. Mm-hmm. But it won't compare to that first thirteen weeks where I legitimately you're like, I might not be good at this job. I don't know because I have no point of reference. And uh,
0: how much collaboration and- is there with other writers? Do you, do you have a writing room? We don't
1: have as much of a writing room on our show in terms of like every day. Like it's like we have a morning meeting of writers every day kind of thing.
0: Uh
1: Um, We just have our room just for like, oh, today we're just, it's more casual. Mm -hmm. It's more people have, if you're having a problem with something, you're just like, I can't figure out the ending to this thing, whatever. Right. That's when we'll be like, oh, let's, you know, just bring it up today. Um, And then there's a lot of just kind of casual, you just, someone else in to something you know sometimes it's like i have a really funny idea i think for this guest coming up i don't watch the show though like do you watch this show does this make sense do you want to team right. up with me on it and we'll both right. play together or that kind
0: how, of thing so, yeah now so it i'm sure that i'm guessing there's a head writer on camel who reads all of the submissions then decides what to give to jimmy for his ultimate approval is that how it works yeah,
1: we have head writers who split, oh, yeah. you know, responsible. Yeah.
0: Have, oh, okay. Um,
1: and yeah, I mean, you know, because our show is so quick, you know, everything would be filtered through head writers mm-hmm. or if it's like the show's starting in 5 minutes, it's like just show him whatever it is, you know, if you need something approved for that night and he's
0: in the makeup chair maybe you would right. Uh, Are you on the floor during taping or no?
1: You know, uh, not often, no. I mean, our studio, uh, um, you know, I have just for like, I, I haven't too often, you Our Our studio is a little cramped, so we don't really
0: go in there. So, but you watch it, I I guess, in your offices, you have a live feed, you know, line, yeah. You, we'll, you know,
1: we'll, we'll watch it from, uh, I mean, it's, I, I'm saying this now because we just went through a pandemic, so we're still like, everything is still like very restricted and everything, yeah. Um, uh, we're still like, you know obviously uh uh you know but we we would normally watch it from like a green room in, in the building that would be like you know where everyone would just kind of meet up and watch the show right but see now, what since, works since, and what
0: doesn't work Is yeah there a post-mortem since the pandemic, it's, um, you know do you talk about it afterwards or are you done once the show's done do you all go home what what's next
1: I think so. I mean, for the for me, for the writers, like the staff writers, that's pretty much. Then you're just getting ready for the next day. Uh-huh. Um, you know, uh, I'm sure for the producers and the other people on the show, it's a different story. That you know, but for us, who have the easiest job because we're, our, you know, like I said before, the pressure for us is done in the morning. That's yeah. when we
0: really have to get at, you know our ideas out and everything. Um, are there as much
1: at that point.
0: are there many. In my mind—it's mostly a young young person's game, but there aren't—and I could be totally wrong about this, but there aren't. Are there are there many like people maybe my age who are still writing for for late night, or do they move on yeah, to I other think, things?
1: No, I think for sure.
0: Oh yeah, um, really? yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously Robert Smigel is like the famous guy, but I, I I didn't know like what kind of you know, do these guys do they bounce around from show to show? Is that how it works?
1: No, I don't know because I think a lot of these shows are pretty like you know um the writer there's not a lot of writing turnover some of them I think there are but you know where I've worked at Colbert and Kimmel there's not as much turnover and I think yeah the age ranges you know are pretty significant you know I think that at Colbert there's writers who have been there for uh since I interned there in 2008 who are still writing for him and right um it's interesting um, yeah
0: so I mean because
1: I, go- I don't want to name anyone as
0: the old guy or something Yeah, no, I know. But, um, that's cool. They're definitely
1: different. Um,
0: yeah. But they've been around the block. You must get their stories. Hey, what was it like writing for uh, Jack Benny? I mean, you must you must want to get their, yeah. their stories out of them, right? You know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, the, Yeah. The, there's writers who I, you know, didn't realize.
1: I, you know, there'd be a sketch that I watched when I was 15. I thought was the funniest thing in the world. You find out that they were, you know, my buddy wrote it. And you're like, oh, that's, that's so fucking cool. Or,
0: that's great. Yeah. You know, yeah. So your goal um, is basically that you want this to be your career forever until you're done. Is that, yeah. That I don't be... think
1: it's sustainable, but it is like, I would just, you know, I'm just really love late night. It's like, why uh, do you
0: think it's not sustainable though?
1: I well, I just think it's tough. You know, I think it's so much of getting a job in late night is luck. Um, um no. So and I'm a pessimist in general. So the fact that is, I got this job,
0: I was like, you know, but at this point you're proven, I mean, you've proven yourself. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you, you, I mean, you, I don't know. Right. You've. I imagine you've made contacts. You're proven yourself. If you were to start on another show tomorrow for a different post, you know, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I'm sure you'd be like, okay, I know how to do this job. Right.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Like it, it's interesting. You know, we'll have a guest host on over the summer and it'll be like a really wide range of right. personalities. It's like RuPaul, David Spade, an mm-hmm. actor who isn't an entertainer in that way, who, you know, just were kind of like a movie star. And it's like you'll see some people like your jokes just do not
0: they work have with to deliver. Them. Like Yeah.
1: Yeah. Are not that now how to deliver it. They just don't pick your jokes. They just your humor doesn't match up with them. And some of them are like people you are comedic heroes and you're just like, oh.
0: Yeah. And,
1: that, and so it's hard. it's and I think it's it is a little bit of a dice roll too, like if you um you know matching your writer with your host sensibilities and stuff is kind of like uh there's an, a tricky thing there so i think there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of like uh just luck
0: that goes into ending up at one of these jobs and having it really really click well what would you what do you imagine is going on with the james corden writers like when you know because obviously they're all they're out of work what, what do you think is going through their minds you know yeah
1: i don't know i mean i think everyone has a different like uh, writers are all so weird people they all come from like not everyone is like me who's like i want to do this forever like some people are like well i'm going to go back into this business some people are stand-ups and they'll go do stand-ups some people
0: um i think just, some people want to go back into like like a corporate or something like some w- regular business
1: yeah i think i i feel like i've seen writers like especially from when i was at uh Colbert so long ago just like you know end up leaving and doing things like uh in other genres right children's stuff like or just you know just kind of right. like not necessarily stay in comedy stay in late night stay in writing even right um, so i don't know I, I couldn't speak for the court and writers and i think there was a lot of people who uh, uh yeah like had to stand up and do other forms of uh of comedy that you know
0: do you have like, do you have a process or do you have a way of looking at the world or opening your mind to think of funny things you know is your what how do you do you approach any i mean i have my own thoughts but i want to know what your thoughts are
1: uh yeah i i think i do things ana- analytically uh uh-huh. or i i i write in the least funny way you know uh what does that and, mean you know but i like when i first started at this job i to have to I've never had to like write 20 jokes in the morning that kind of thing and that that was the main thing I was like I'm not going to be able to do it I'm not going to be able to do it Hmm. Uh, and I would like literally write a post-it of like ways to view possible ways to uh get a joke out of a news story okay I lost that post-it now like now I don't need that but at that time I was like because if I'm going to need to write like three to four jokes out of just and some news stories are just inherently not funny at all not only you know serious but some of them are like sometimes our topics for jokes will be the dodgers are up in game two of the world series and that's you have to write jokes about that and then the next night it's the dodgers are up three in game three of the world series and you have to write jokes about that and it's like how do you go about doing that
0: what's your case so can you walk me through that it sounds horrible (laughs) like i don't know what's funny about yeah
1: Yeah, it's the thing. So it's just like you have to think: what cities are? What city are they playing? Also, sports is my weakest area. Right. It's like what city are they playing? Okay, L.A. and you know, and you're just like St. Louis. What can we, you know, just whatever it is, whatever. If it's the NBA or whatever, like what are any associations between these two cities? Right. That just some connection that you can make, like you know um one celebrity who maybe lived in famously lived, in, but was just something you know and like but something i maybe missed yesterday uh you know like uh it's tough yeah those yeah are i would my, think it's those...
0: really tough like um yeah I, m- I might strike out on doing that i really do i really might uh like shit i, I don't know you're on your own like because i don't you don't have a strong enough attitude or is enough. Yeah, there's no there's no attitude behind it. It's almost a fact, you know.
1: Yeah, and if I have like two hours, all my jo- most of my jokes will be in the last ten minutes every time, no matter what. Really? So, that's it, yeah Yeah.
0: Um, do do where so do you so do a lot on, of the couch, on the couch at the desk? Do you have a place you go?
1: Yeah, I'll do it on the couch or uh, yeah. When I first started, I doing coffee shops just to force myself to like be somewhere.
0: Uh huh. Um,
1: I have like you know I have ADD too. It's like any you know. I have to really focus and I have to really force myself to focus sometimes because it's so easy to just say, I'm just going to like look at my phone or do, you
0: know. Are you able to turn um, it off though? I imagine like on, on a Saturday or Sunday, a big news story, you go, oh shit. This, we know we're going to be talking about this on Monday. You, yeah, definitely. And do you start making notes or you're like, ah, I'm off the clock? <laughs> I'll make
1: notes for sure. But it, that's actually really helpful because, you know, if something just pops into your head on a Saturday, the story that you know you'll be talking about Monday, right. like I, uh, I did it. I got a, I got something I know is like going to be really funny to pitch on Monday. Right. So it's actually a little bit of a relief. It's not like oh I can't stop thinking about work. It's like, oh, now I don't have to stress Sunday night or whatever. It's like I know that well. I'm going to go into Monday with something I think is is
0: strong. So for you, it's almost like solving a puzzle. Sounds like joke writing. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Do you have do you do I, I, any other kinds of writing though?
1: Um, not much. You know, I do a little bit of like just do. I've written like specs and stuff like that for fun to grow that muscle. Right. But really, it's mostly like joke writing, and that is the the main writing I do. And especially because you know it is uh the the, the job is a lot. Uh, it's demanding. You know, when the show's on, it's like
0: but, you know. And I noticed, because you still post a on on Twitter and uh, TikTok a little, but has that fallen by the wayside for you? I mean, you're busy.
1: Yeah, I think a little bit for sure. Like, one, when the show's on uh, and you don't want to tweet something that would have been fun, right. funny on the show, you know, right. uh, that doesn't do anything for you. And and to an extent, like, you know, Twitter was always, my end goal was always working in, in comedy and working and getting paid to write jokes. And right. I've done that. And, you know, so it's like, doesn't you know, the more t- Twitter now is just more for fun or whatever. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, that's why, you know, when you ask how often do you tweet, like back when I was really hungry for trying to get a late night job, I would be really anytime I saw a news story,
0: I would just try to get the funniest joke as early as I could. Right. You want, um, right. You want to be first. Exactly. How do you, how do, the, do you think the other writers mostly break in packets or unconventional ways? I think all all sorts of ways. I mean, everybody, um, you know, is like a, It's.
1: A, I don't know who just said this, but I, I, I've heard you know someone describe a writer's room, especially in late night, as like a superhero team where everyone has their own like superpower. Mm-hmm. You have some people who are just really good uh, political writers and can right. do satire. Really, if some people who are just really strong stand ups and can write, like you know barbs and that kind of thing that are like, you know, right. strong, like gross kind of jokes. And that's just what do what you feel your, at.
0: what do you feel your specialty is?
1: Uh, I don't know. I think, I think bits is what I always feel the most comfortable in and, you know, that kind of thing of uh-huh. doing something with video and um, anything with, like you know, if I see video, especially just having worked in TV for as long as that and that kind of thing, I mm-hmm. just can know like
0: that footage of Biden doing this we can add this to it. Right. So you think very screen. you think very visually then. What's the what am I looking at, not what I'm not what am I listening to, what am I watching? Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, over the years I've, you know, gotten more into the joke writing itself and uh, you know, I really love writing jokes, but I think the strongest area for me is definitely those kind of visual things for
0: sure. Now, what's your takeaway when you write something and it bombs? <laughs> they pick it and it bombs. <laughs>
1: yeah that's always and that happens it's yeah i don't know uh uh i think that with our show the good thing about it being fast paced is by the next day you don't remember
0: right right <laughs>
1: it's the way like there's i've never had something over the next day i'm like oh my god you know and right it's like okay well that didn't go great and then you, you <laughs> just avoid doing whatever that wrong if you could
0: are you hugely out. embarrassed to me it's, when i pitch something and it bombs to me it's funny <laughs> like i just yeah. like wow i guess i'm deluded but i guess but do you feel that way too or are you just oh my god i'm, I'm gonna be fired
1: <laughs> no i never think i gonna be fired because in the end
0: it's like you know like
1: none of us knew if anything like right. if the joke was picked like we thought maybe it would work so it's more it feels like it's not just on you and nothing's ever like bombs to like it's like people are like booing you know Um, (laughs) (laughs) that's funny you like when people boo because that's at least that's fun but uh it's never just like dead silence um especially in that kind of environment but uh you do have things sometimes that just don't work great for sure like you just and it's always just like we just didn't have you know it's like let's make a movie trailer for the new guardians of the galaxy but we'll make it like and it's just like, all right, that's not gonna look that great if we're gonna have it done in three hours. Yeah, right. Like, nah, right, I think we could do it. It just doesn't quite work. It like should have worked, but you know, maybe it just if it needed another hour of love but who's doing
0: that? i mean do are you do you have a producer that you generally work with because that would be the producer's job is to put something like that together right
1: yeah i mean as a writer you oversee that kind of stuff with directors and producers oh okay and it's always like you know you know if something wasn't ready for air you wouldn't air it like if there's right. no you know you do make those determinations sometimes you will say hey you know what? we have an hour left on this it's not going to make it like it's not worth let's make. Let's save this for tomorrow or just didn't
0: work do you have advice Uh, for for people trying to who would either want to break in or try to become good joke writers or what you know what are your what advice wisdom can you share
1: um i you know for me it's like you know this the advice i got uh you know when i was at colbert someone there read my packet and that was a really nice thing that they did for their staff members if you're like a pa and you submit a packet they'll at least read it and give you some feedback one thing they said is they told they me is find a way to get feedback do stand up find a way where you're actually reading these jokes yourself uh-huh. um yourself and you know for me i think that you know uh, and i'm sure like any stand-up comedian would roll their eyes at this but for me that was twitter because that is the place where i figured out i got reception if a joke was really bad if it was really funny i would at least get some kind of like okay this is this kind sure. of joke is funnier you know um, and I think just forcing yourself to get some feedback, um, finding yourself, whether that's performing live or some way on the internet, like I did finding a way that you have to actually be accountable for your jokes and it's not just throwing them out into a void mm-hmm. because, you know, I think that's why when I wrote packets, when I was a lot younger, I thought there was the funniest thing in the world. How could they not hire me? And I read it now I'm like, yeah, of course they didn't hire me. Yeah. This right. Really good.
0: You know, um, since you, you mentioned it, I, uh, I don't know if you heard of my my first job. I worked with a guy named Marsh McCall, who was the head writer on Conan. I think that's season one. You, have you heard of him, Marsh? Um, he, uh, he, he... He, well, he died a few years ago, but uh, uh, okay, yeah. But he was the head writer. He was the head writer on Conan. Uh, he gave me some great advice for joke writing when I was on Just Shoot Me the first season. And he said, if everyone's going this way to get to the joke, go that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't try to. Whatever path looks like is the natural way to get the laugh, find somewhere else because you're never gonna everyone else is going that way. They'll beat they'll gonna beat you. You gotta find your own path. Do you think that do you think the same way?
1: Uh no, I don't think that. I mean, I, I think that's right. good advice, but I uh-huh. think for someone as uh for someone like me, I wouldn't see that until after the fact. I would write jokes first and then when I edit it, you know, like like I said, I think I've gotten better at editing. That's when I would maybe see that mm-hmm. of like. I just know that this is a good joke. But, well, let me just you know, say this,
0: though. Yeah. Because sometimes sometimes on social media, someone will say something, and I'm like, oh, I got the perfect response. And then I'll scroll down the comments, and I'll see, has anyone said this yet? And if someone's yeah. already said it, I feel embarrassed for myself. I'm, at first, I yeah. feel relieved that I didn't write it down, and embarrassed that I, that I didn't do better than that. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think
1: that's why, well, that's why I'd always be... Uh after yeah, and after a while you start to like just know that that's gonna be that thing. Like something happens, you know, you already know before you look in the replies, everyone's already made this joke for sure. Yes,
0: right. And so you gotta yeah um, if if it's that it's, easy, don't do it. fine <laughs>
1: But yeah. Um and but sometimes it's like this, just clearly it's that it's that because it's the funniest joke and it's like, you know, um uh, it's unavoidable almost sometimes, right. you know, when, you know, I think, about things like, things like, you know, the Rudy Giuliani landscape, Four Seasons landscaping things, like there's just some things that were like, you know, um everyone was making the same jokes, but you just kind of had to because it just kind of called for it. Right. But uh yeah, for the most part, I think that I uh, just try to, you know, I'll write eight jokes for something, six of which aren't even like, like would be embarrassing if I would even read it. It's just like trying to just get some kind of thought out. Right. And then you, just, you have two, and maybe one out of the two, you're like, I think that's the strong point of view. That's something that no one else
0: would have thought of, or right. So um, sometimes just you you actually have to just write it down. and Yeah. Then move on to the next one, and then edit yourself later, just so that you can get to the joke, right? Just so you can find it.
1: Yeah, I'll do a lot of just vomit of like like just write eight just thoughts about this story even if right. they're not On especially if they're not playing just write anything you want and then you know sometimes just that statement is the is the joke or you know but uh
0: yeah it's so interesting yeah jesse tell people i want to thank you so much for for giving me all your time i think i this to me is so interesting i i'm fascinated by what you guys do it's just a world i know nothing about so but, but tell people how they can follow you or find you on, you know, social media if they want to be. I think you're going to get a bunch of new fans now.
1: Oh, well, yeah. I'm Nick Jesse on Twitter, um, for, as long as we're still all on Twitter. and Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's, you know, that's pretty much where I post most things. Do um, do you, do you yeah.
0: worry about that going, Yeah, as long as we're still on Twitter? I mean, do you worry about starting from scratch if we all decide to go to some other platform?
1: I did at first, but now at this point, I'm just like, let's just do it. Uh, you think, why do you feel that way i don't know because i think when we go to a new thing like blue sky you start to seeing oh the people i like find me and i find them you know but are you so, on blue
0: sky not yet no, you, i am i am on blue sky you got yeah, pre-approved I, because it's hard to get
1: approved i shamelessly tweeted uh um um i uh uh does anyone have a blue sky code to see what exactly what it, I don't know what my name is on it, but I think it's just Mick Jesse on that, too. What By shame, I just would not have a Blue Sky code, and one person messaged me and was like, I do, and then I, I got and on they, it that way.
0: And they gave you their code. Yeah, I,
1: I still don't know how the invite codes work on Blue Sky. I, uh-huh. Like, I had, like, it says under your name, like, invite code, it says zero. And then, like, after, like, a couple weeks, now it says I have one, and I'm like, oh, I have one now wow like, oh, maybe that's, maybe that's my wife or like you know
0: whoever, one whoever wants one but you're not you're not really on it yet or are you
1: i yeah some yeah a little bit yeah but it's it's, it's pretty so good. good it's like the most closest it's the closest to twitter i think I've, we found
0: but you're not worried i mean you don't have nearly as many followers on blue sky as you do on twitter right yeah
1: but at the same time it's like the twitter followers like i have over a million followers and i feel like if you tweet something that's not funny, it still gets like 11 likes and
0: that's it. You know, like it's kind of. Oh, what, on, on on Twitter, you mean? Yeah. I think that, it like, it really the. People have disappeared.
1: Can, yeah. Or just the, that's just always the way it is. Like, it's like, I, I think it, the algorithm, the way it works oh. is still like, it shows the tweet to like X amount of people, 10 people. If none of them engage with it right. or look at it or care. it just doesn't show it to more people right so i think you know i don't know i think that so it's just as long as you have a network of funny people and if that's what you want to do comedy um you have funny people that follow you and you follow them back and then um i think if you move to a new platform you could still find a good audience to like share funny things
0: interesting right okay so again you're making a case for getting out there you know making friends with people and and getting close to the job you want yeah yeah
1: yeah, and uh, yeah, and
0: and working in TV really helped too, for sure. Yeah, right. That, yeah. Yeah, you exactly. Know. You started at the bottom. Good for you. I'm, I'm impressed, Jesse. You, you did it. <laughs> yeah. you did it. Well, it was,
1: yeah, it was nice meeting you on the picket line. And, yeah, it was uh, a pleasure. Yeah, I re- recognize you from TikTok because I think you come up in my algorithm all the time because I'm yeah. always looking at any kind of screenwriting or comedy things, so you'll pop up and,
0: and yeah, so, oh,
1: I know yeah.
0: That's great, man. I want to thank you again so much for taking your time. It was a great talk. I really appreciate this. All right. Yeah, thank you
1: for having me on.
0: Yep. Thank you. Big round of applause for Jesse. Go follow him on TikTok or Twitter to anywhere. We'll see wherever, wherever <laughs> he goes next, <laughs> wherever yeah. it is. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. Uh, great talk, everyone uh, until next week. Keep following me. I post uh check out my newsletter, michaeljamman.com slash watch list. Uh, have my best, of my content sent to you. All right, until next week. Uh, keep writing. Thanks. This has been an episode of Screenwriters Need to Hear This with Michael Jamin and Phil Hudson. If you're interested in learning more about writing, make sure you register for Michael's monthly webinar at michaeljammin.com webinar. If you found this podcast helpful, consider sharing it with a friend and leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. For free screenwriting tips, follow Michael Jammin on social media at michaeljamminwriter. You can follow Phil Hudson on social media at philahudson. This podcast was produced by Phil Hudson. It was edited by Dallas Crane. Music by Ken Joseph. Until next time. Keep writing.